most people do really boring demos. You know, they, they are, it's very clear that they're going through a script. It's very clear that I could, you know, make an excuse about why I have to turn off my video and walk out, you know, go make myself a cup of coffee, <laughs> maybe go pet the dog, you know, go do something else, come back in 20 minutes. They haven't even noticed that I'm gone. I'll ask a question and then we're fine. Hey everyone, George Soto here, and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by Misha McPherson, who is the global head of revenue enablement at Coursera. How are you, Misha? I'm great. It's a beautiful Friday in, in Washington right now. Thank you for saying that because it's beautiful here and I love to hear positive stuff. So cheers. I hope you're going to have a great weekend. I know I'm, I'm going to like get off this podcast, take a shower and go and grab some dinner because I'm starving. So perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about your career background? Like I've known you for several years now. I followed your content. I've learned so much from the insights you've provided. And so thank you for that. And how'd you get actually into this whole like SaaS technology game? Oh, oh getting into SaaS. So that's, <laughs> I grew up in the Bay Area. So I grew up in the Bay Area and I feel like you throw a rock and you run into, run into a startup, right? And the fact that I was an English major with a very safe minor of classical studies, you kind of, you just automatically go into sales. And if you're going to go into sales, why not go into sales at a startup, right? So I got into startups for, at the very beginning of my career, um, selling because sales is the, only, is the only group that would hire me. So I sold for a long time and did all the roles. And eventually you get to a place in sales where you either just love what you do and you love the money that you make or you want to do something a little bit different. Um, and so I went, I started with the training route because enablement was not yet a thing. Um, did training for a few years. And then as soon as I started seeing roles for sales enablement, I jumped at it because what I wanted to do so it was something bigger. So the, 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 at this point, the last 11 years, 11, 12 years has been in sales training or sales enablement, which I love because it gives me the opportunity to really to help the entire uh, help the entire organization either save money um, or increase revenue. Awesome. So, Misha, what does the average demo look like today? It's a great question. It's funny if you are head of sales or sales ops or sales enablement. You know, all of us get hit by demos all the time by vendors trying to pitch us. Which I always really love because I like to see what is happening in the field, not just my own team, but in other teams as well. And what you find is that team that most people do really boring demos. You know, they they are it's very clear that they're going through a script. It's very clear that I could, you know, make an excuse about why I have to turn off my video and walk out, you know, go make myself a cup of coffee. <laughs> maybe go pet the dog, you know, go do something else, come back in 20 minutes. They haven't even noticed that I'm gone. I'll ask a question and then we're fine, right? Like that's the, that's the average demo today is it's, it's not tailored. It's very scripted and it's, and it's quite frankly, boring. Yeah. Well, I I've heard that quite a bit. I was chatting with Lori Richardson a couple of weeks ago. Of course we, we love Lori and she was like, man, I can't tell you how many times I jump on with a vendor and they start demoing all these things. 
that are just completely irrelevant. She's like, I'm not an attention detail person. I just need to understand myself as a business owner. How is it going to impact? So I need to understand like, how's it going to impact revenue, these high level stuff. And they're getting in the weeds, showing me these like irrelevant features. So that's really what stands out to me when you say that. What does the like, you know, sort of rep look like when they become a robot? Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that it's, it, it is that, right? It's, you know, let me show you everything. Let me show you all the features. Let me, let me just cover my bases um, and show you absolutely everything. The reality is very, very similar to what, what Lori is, is, is talking about. There, people buy in different ways. You know, some people buy because they enjoy stories. Some people buy because they like facts. Some people buy because they like features, right? It depends on who your buyer persona is. And it depends on who that individual is. You know, we're not all, even if we all have the same title, our personalities are different, mm. right? So what is, the, what is the magic thing that that person needs in order to get engaged and want to buy, right? Wants, you know, le actually learns from the demo. Um, for me, I'm a story, like I like stories. You know, I like holistic, big picture, you know, much to what Lori is talking about. I like to know what the impact is. I like to know that like the traditional why change, why now, why you, and that needs to be covered within mm. the demo. So what happens when um, a reps become robots is the, the demo becomes not an addition to the sales process, but it, it kind of becomes a bit of a minus. You know, what happens is that it becomes something that you click off that you have done in Salesforce, but it doesn't actually progress the deal forward. And that's really worrisome because often in demos, you have, it's not just a rep doing the demo, you have a whole team, you know, you either have a, you know, a sales engineer or implementation manager, maybe you have an executive there, maybe the SDR is still hanging out, you have all these people. And in my, my enablement head, I'm going, how much are we paying that SDR? How much are we paying that executive? How much are we paying that sales engineer? How much are we paying that sales reps? We're putting a lot of money into this, this hour demo. So I want to see return on that investment, which is us progressing the deal forward. So if the rep treats the demo as just something that they have to do in order to move the deal forward, it often doesn't move the buyer forward in their own journey to understand how is this product going to help me? Yeah, that resonates with something that Joe and I were chatting about last week. We were doing a LinkedIn live and it was all about you think that your selling process is moving the needle, but it's really about the buyer's process, right? And so you need to be able to align your sales process or sales motion to the way that your prospects want to buy, right? And, I, and, and so when you say that, that, that really resonates. It's like, show me something that I want to see that's going to really help me make a decision as opposed to what you think I should see. Yeah, a lot of that comes, you know, a lot of that is about developing empathy for the buyer, right? So like there's often like there's so much negative talk about like buyers from the seller's word, sell, salesperson's world, you know, buyers are liars, um, buyers are stupid, buyers are this and that. And the thing is, is it, often it comes from we don't have enough empathy for the buyer to understand what is their process, what they actually are trying to do in order to move the deal forward. I think if we have that empathy for our buyer and more deeper understanding of what we need to do, not only is our job a lot more fun, but we move the, we, we actually are a lot more successful in how we sell as well. Awesome. What does a great demo look like? So great demo looks like 
the opposite of everything else <laughs> that we've been talking about. So what a great demo looks like is something where, first of all, it should feel very conversational, right? It should feel very tailored um, to the specific buyer's perspective. So, and there's different layers of tailoring, right? So there is a tailoring to the title. Like if you are pitching to me, you know that I am revenue enablement. So you know a little bit about me. Um, and then if you know what, what company I sell, you know, I, you know, I work at, then, you know, a little bit about my industry as well, but then there's also a little bit of like, you know, how do you sell the Misha? How does Misha learn? Mm -hmm. Misha actually like, what does Misha want out of the, out of the buying experience? Um, so one part one, it should feel very conversational. It should feel very tailored to, it should feel very tailored to the buyer person, to the company that they're representing, you know, to the individual as well. And then the third thing, it should be really tailored to like, how, how does this impact me? You know, from the buyer's perspective, if I'm going to go buy something, I have to do a lot of work on behalf of my salesperson, right? You know, I've got to build consensus. I have to get people, you know, engaged. I got to get people excited. I got people, I got to get people who are going to give me budget excited to give me that budget. So all that comes down to, I have to craft messages back to my internal buying team in order for us to move forward. So how does a demo help me do that? What a great demo looks like is not the rep spending a lot of time trying to go through and make the perfect demo of features. What a great demo looks like is a lot of time where the salesperson is using the demo as a way for us to have a conversation. Hmm. That really helps me understand how this new product or solution or whatever it is that you're trying to get me to buy um, how it's actually going to make me better at my job or how it's going to make my team better at their jobs. Awesome. I, I, I wish I had like a, a symbol to hit because that was awesome. <laughs> how do you, like, when you think about the challenges, right, you being in enablement and you've coached and trained so many successful salespeople, how do you sort of think about the challenges that you've experienced with helping people become demo pros? It is incredibly hard. Um, and it's incredibly hard for lots of different reasons. One, it's really hard because well, this is SaaS. You know, our product changes, every SaaS product changes every 10 seconds. You know, it's that is the world of SaaS. So keeping people up to date on the features is actually a challenge, right? We can't just ignore that because I don't want my reps to be idiots about the, you know, the product that they're selling. They actually have to know that. So the challenges are, is teaching about the, the ever-changing world, not only of our product, but of competitors' products. That's really hard as well, because as fast as we are changing, every competitor is changing. Um, but I think that the real, the real heart of it is, what is the why change, why now, why us? Who are we selling to? How do we actually build that relationship so that we can use this as a platform that we are really buying and selling? and not just showing, right? So how are we using this as an opportunity for me to, to really help you as the buyer move through the process and understand how this is actually gonna be utilized within your role in order to let's get closer to the end of the, end of the signing. Awesome. Misha, thank you so, so much. On a Friday, the end of the day here, and living in Washington, and I know it's so beautiful. I used to go there when I was in college during the summers and had an absolute blast in Issaquah and all those areas. So thank you so much. If folks want to follow you on social media, learn more about what you do and also the content and insights that you provide, what are some good handles or URLs to reach you? 
The best way is just on LinkedIn. So Misha McPherson, um, what I always say is, you know, please, please reach out, please, uh, please, you know, send me an introduction. Well, please say why, um, because as you would expect, we get a lot of really bad pitches for, mm-hmm. for on LinkedIn. So I want to know that why you want to connect. Um, and, you know, don't be afraid to just reach out and say like, let's grab a coffee. I'm always happy to chat with other peers. I'm always happy to have, have those conversations. Awesome. Well, we'd love to have you on the show speaking to other uh, best practices and topics in the future. And uh, either way, we, you know, we should see each other hopefully at one of the events coming up as the world starts to normalize a bit more here. So definitely looking forward to that. Me too. Me too. Have a great weekend. Awesome. You too. 